Happy Spoop Year. We are here with a new... <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm trying new things. That's my, that's my resolution in 2020 is to try new things. Okay. I've decided vegetables are on the plate for going forward. That's, that's Uh, a good policy. But they have to be cooked and in some kind of sauce. (laughs) Why are you giving me that face? Sort of. It's just. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. Baby steps. Listen. I'm going to try new things. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Um, no, I, I never do it because I feel like I, I just there's no reason to give myself like it's like preloading a reason for me to feel bad about myself three months in advance. And it's like <laughs> I just don't need that in my life. I don't need like preceded negativity in my life. I mean, that's fine. I guess I get that. I guess there's always like. There's always that part of me that, like, I know I'm not going to try new things in 2020, but I... I mean, you probably will. Not on purpose. I'm not going to be like, well, my resolution was to try new things. I'm going to be like, well, pizza made of chicken sounds good. I'll try that. Like, I will try new things. I mean, I will probably enter a Planet Fitness at some point in the next... Is that your chosen gym? Yeah, that's the gym I go to because it's very cheap. I've and they never are been open twenty four seven, which means I can go at four in the morning. See, I really like that. I like working out late at night because a there aren't other people there, There's no one there, and b I'm a night owl anyway. So it's like, uh, I, what else am I going to do? Sit at home and eat cookies or go to the gym? Both of those are also true for me. I think my bigger issue is the fact that there is no one there, mm-hmm. and it is four in the morning. And the gym I go to is off a highway. So there's a part of me that's like every single fiber of my being that has ever read a true crime story is going, this is, this is just unforgivably dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You're bound for death. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was going to get me somehow. At some point, at least this will will have the satisfaction of like haunting all the people who said I was too heavy and being like, see, going to the gym killed me. You're just gonna haunt your doctor for the rest of eternity. It's like, now what, Lisa? You said I had to lose a couple pounds and now I'm dead. Your doctor's name is Lisa? Yes. Mine is Kimberly. Not sure why that's relevant, but okay. I was just I was just saying I, my doctor's name is Kimberly, and the first time I met her, uh, I almost didn't go back because she was wearing blue mascara, and I was like, "This is this is a particularly offensive offense." I think this is a good time to say that your name is Pissy Miles and my name is Sam Baxter, and this is my <laughs> family. <laughs> we haven't played the music yet. <laughs> to play the music it's time to play the <laughs> it's 2020 <laughs> it is 2020 2020 is gonna be a hell of a year i am really i'm apprehensive 
I work at a liquor store, and I've never been happier about it. <laughs> I, I, I employee just, discount's gonna it's gonna come in real handy this year. <laughs> I know. There's a part of me that's very glad you work at a liquor store as well. Um, do you have something about 2020 that is particularly scaring you? I mean, I think it's kind of the same thing that it is for everybody, which is the presidential election in November is yeah. scaring the bejesus out of me. Um, and it's like, I'm not even sure if I'm more scared about the general election or if I'm more scared about the primary. <laughs> like, I can't figure it out. I'm scared about a little bit of everything. I'll be honest. I, although I will say that the progressive candidates are getting a lot more attention this time, which is encouraging to me. It It is encouraging. I think the thing that is scaring me is that like the fact that like there are so many left in the race like it's mm. it feels like this this crowd should have thinned out by now we've had what three four debates yeah and it's like the longer you stand here and throw rocks at each other you're just feeding them ammo so like somebody's got to start going like it's like and i'm not gonna say who i think should Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> um, present, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm mad about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I will not remain thrilled mad about, about it myself. But like at the same time, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, guys, like we just need to, we, we all need to agree that like we somebody's got to lay down. Like some, somebody's got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some, like, I think honestly, I think unfortunately we might have to wait for Iowa. Oh, it's it's going to be. And after Iowa, I think we're going to see a bunch of people I would fall away. hope so. I have to admit I'm a little afraid of who that's going to be. Why is that? <laughs> because well, I'm turning off social media for the next three days. Um, I'm, I'm unashamedly just going to admit on this podcast that I am personally... Um, I, I am the most excited about the candidacy of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, she's been getting a lot of, like, everybody's just saying I was going to do her in. Like, that's going to be it. No, I'm, the, I'm just sitting here going, like, I do not understand how this is possible. But, like, it if that's what happens, that's what happens. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like I'm, like, I know who my backup candidate is if that's what goes down. So it's like, it's just going to be what it's going to be. That's kind of how I feel. I am, I have been... Uh, sort of unabashedly supportive of Bernie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big Bernie supporter last time as well. Although I will, I will put all of your fears to rest. <laughs> I did vote in the primary election for Hillary Clinton, or I'm sorry, in the in the general election yeah. no, you for didn't Hillary vote for Clinton. In the, in the primary, I did not vote for Hillary, <laughs> but in the general election, I did vote for Hillary Clinton. So don't start with that nonsense. I um I had a similar arc last time. I did not vote for Hillary in the primary, but I did vote for her in the general election. And that's the thing. It's like, I know that I'm going to vote for the Democratic candidate because I, I'm I'm not going to do another Trump. Be- because it's it's the last futile gesture that you have <laughs> like, like at that point. It's like, it's like I, I want to make it very clear. It's like, I would need to take about three showers in a row if I have to check the box next to Joe Biden's name in November. But like, I'm going <laughs> to do it if I have to. If I have like, to. Like, um, but I, I mean, I would be thrilled to have any of the progressive candidates. I would too. And now that we've thoroughly depressed you. 
I know. <laughs> I'm like, what are you looking forward to in 2020? And they were like, funny. Hanging we were looking myself. forward to the funny. <laughs> Pissy and Sam was like, it's, it's like I turned off NPR to listen to this. Oh, I love funny. NPR. I do. I love NPR. Did you know that Peter Sagal went to our high school? I did not know that, no. I learned that last night from my friend Kathleen. That is exciting. I had no idea. Ask me another's. Uh, Peter Sagal uh, went to our high school. Yes, he did. The end. <laughs> so, uh, so I will say, looking forward to 2020, while there are things that are scaring me, there are also things that I think we have to look forward to. So on this episode of My Spooky Gay Family, we are going to look forward with positivity, at least in part. <laughs> and we're going to talk about some of With the things. Blind eyes turned. Literally blind. La 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 la. We are going to look forward to what we are going to expect as far as movies and horror movies in 2020. And I have to say, there are some movies that I'm very excited about. Yeah, no, and it's a surprisingly big list. I was like, shocked. honestly, like when I went to do the research for this episode, I was kind of surprised actually how many there were. I agree. I was not expecting to have quite as large a number of movies to be talking about as yeah, we and have I mean, here. We're not going to go terribly in depth on a lot of them because, I mean, obviously some of them, well, all of them haven't come out yet. So the ones yeah, that are like remakes one. and reboots, like we don't know a lot about them. So it's not like. And that's the thing that scares me is that I, reboots and remakes right now are I'm very wary of because we've seen a lot of fuckery with reboots and remakes. In the not yeah. so distant past, yeah, we have. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going forward. Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's let's not even let's not even. Um, okay. I'm going forward with an idea of like I'm going to do my best to stay excited for you until you give me a reason not to. be. This is our actual New Year's resolution: is we're we're going to try to walk into the movie theater with an, with an open <laughs> mind and an open heart. Uh, open mind <laughs> and open. It's like the craft. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> Um, and preferably a large cardboard cutout of Feruja Balk to throw at the screen if it's terrible. I would love to have a cutout of Feruja Balk. I would love to meet Feruja Balk. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. Yeah, that's me like, too. I love her. That's, that's I think she's so good. List. I love. We Feruja should Balk. definitely do the craft in 2020. Oh, absolutely. I love the craft. The craft is amazing. <laughs> the best teen girl movie ever i know that was the best part about it It was like kind of a teen girl movie but it's also like it's like it's like clueless and mean girls but but it's really evil and it's amazing. <laughs> um so i thought that we could talk about we could talk about all of the movies that are coming yeah. up but let's jump right into some of the ones that are coming up in one of my Least favorite categories. <laughs> it is remakes, reboots, and sequels. Now, sequels, I'm more okay with. Yeah, no, se sequels can be hit or miss, but are, are generally not mm -hmm. a total waste of time. Agreed. Apart from, like, soft or on. Yeah. Now, there is one movie that you put on here. Yes. That I am, I'm putting a hard pass on this movie. Okay. The Grudge. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? I wasn't even a huge fan of the original. And when the trailer came out for the new remake, I don't know if it's a remake or a reboot. It's a or remake, I believe. They're, they're starting over again. 
Uh, and it's like, why? We don't need this. Yeah, I mean, this one isn't even going to have Sarah Michelle Geller in the shower. So, like, tell me why. <laughs> Honestly, not a draw for me, but I'll take it. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the grudge was, uh, the grudge gave us something really fun to do on the phone. I in mean, the early 2000s. That's true. I mean, the only things the only things I would say that are that are points in favor of this movie is it is Sam Raimi again. Yeah. Um, John Cho and Lin Shay are in it. <laughs> and I do like both but of them. But neither of them will be the main character. So it's like, I'm going to get like 30 seconds of Lin Shay out of an hour and a half movie. And it's going to be like, this was not worth it. And then the rest is just a floating like fucking shower loofah. <laughs> then you're like, I don't need this. <laughs> I, I don't need a black loofah floating around my apartment <laughs> groaning at me like Tina Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think she's as scary as, as the girl from The Ring. No, The Ring is much like scarier. The Ring is the superior. Um, we'll say Japanese import, like we didn't just flat out steal it. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll say it's imported. Was was uh, the grudge in in Japan was Juan? Yes, I'm probably really horribly pronouncing that, and I apologize. I mean, I but um, yeah, I've, have you ever seen the original in um, the Japanese watched- one? I watched parts of it um, again when I was working at Blockbuster. Uh, yeah, I have like never that. seen any um, of it. I, I've I've seen a little bit. I mean, it's like the the original remake was was very close mm-hmm. to the Japanese movie. Like not exactly like a shot for shot remake, but it was it was it was pretty close, close enough. Close. It was close enough. And like I don't know what's going to happen with this one. I'm assuming since Sam Raimi also did the other remake. <laughs> <laughs> That um, he's not just going to redo that movie completely. Yeah, <laughs> like, hopefully like, he's going to try to make some you know, improvements. The only hope I have for it is previously when Sam Raimi has remade movies that Sam Raimi already did, what we got was Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. So like, <laughs> if this is the grudge Evil Dead 2 style, this would be an amazing movie, but I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> I would love nothing better than a grudge movie in the style of Evil Dead 2. Like, that would be... That would be amazing. That would be an instant <laughs> classic. I would watch it three times a week. Why can't we be in the 80s again when movies were good? And I was five. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss the horror movies of the 80s. You were only in the 80s for two years. I'm not saying I miss <laughs> the 80s. I'm saying I miss the movies of the 80s. That's the fair. style. That's fair. God, you didn't even have a Red Bull tonight. I didn't. I'm drinking iced tea. <laughs> I did have I did have a Coca Cola earlier though. Maybe it's anything red. Anything. It's the red can. That's what gets. It gets you. You're like a bowl. Tangerine Red Bull. That's the problem. Oh well, then it's just you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just bitchy. It's just me today. Uh, Um, So let's see what else is. What else do we have coming up? Um, This one is totally bizarre, um, and it comes out in February. It's a. A horrific reimagining of the TV show Fantasy Island. And all I could really find out about it was that it has Michael Rooker and Lucy Hale in it. And the poster looks kind of cool. I honestly didn't even know this was happening. I can't imagine what this is going to be. I had like seen the poster, I think, on Twitter once or twice prior to looking this up. But like, I'm having a really hard time. Like, if you don't know what show I'm talking about, like, if you ever watched a Looney Tunes one where they go, the plane, boss, the plane, that's that's the show. <laughs> like, that is what they're doing as a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, and the original show was not a horror show at all. No. So I don't, I don't understand exactly where this came from. I really, but- I... I almost have higher hopes for this than anything else because I'm like, well, <laughs> you can't fuck up the original. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm almost wondering if it counts as a remake, but like, 
It's a reimagining. It's a reimaginectament. A reimaginectament, yes. <laughs> courtesy of Bob's Burgers. Yes, again. Um, what else do we have? We have The Invisible Man coming up in February as yes, well. which is a Lee Wannell movie, and I'm really looking forward to that, and it's gotten already some some really good press. And David said, see, now I admittedly have not seen the trailer for this mm-hmm. one, but David said it looked very good. I'm really excited about it. If nothing else, like, I think um, whenever you kind of redo sort of, like, the universal, like, classic monster movies, like, you have to kind of... You have to be able to do it really intelligently. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Tom Cruise mummy movie proved how not to do that. <laughs> um, but I trust Lee Wannell on this because Lee Wannell is a very smart filmmaker and, and usually chose a really good line between sort of taking things seriously and kind of winking and nodding at the audience. So I, th- I think that he might be like the only person I can think of who I'd be like, yeah, no, I totally trust them to write something like this. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I have not seen the trailer. You, have you seen the trailer? I, I have seen the trailer. Um, it looks really cool. I know <laughs> that I know that Elizabeth Moss is in it. Yes. She is not the Invisible Man, is she? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I believe she is the girl he's kind of stalking. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say that would be kind of fun to have like the Invisible Woman like, do see a how the swap. I yeah mean, they see did how do the that. there there have been Invisible Woman movies. Have there? Yeah, I think they they were in like the fifties and sixties. They were like there was a period of time where it was like. We're making the six million dollar man, so we're gonna make the bionic woman, and we're yeah, making the twenty five yeah. foot tall dude, so we're gonna make the twenty four foot tall girl. Like, <laughs> it's, it's things like that. Like they, they were doing this very like weird gendered B movie thing. Yeah, and I believe we got um, an invisible woman in there somewhere. I think we also got like a female swamp thing. And like, well, I was gonna say even with like, the classics, you things, have yeah. you have the Bride of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein and, and all that. And I mean. You know, Dracula's always got his 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 main bitch right there. <laughs> Occasionally gets her own movie, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, especially because like the Invisible Man, out of all of the like original Universal movie monsters, like the Invisible Man, I have always felt was kind of the, the most boring one. So I'm interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with it. Yeah, I will say he was never the most scary to me. No. I guess he kind of. I could see why The Invisible Man would be a much scarier movie for uh, for female people. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, as a guy, I mean, obviously as a guy, it's scary. You know, you're, if something's there and you can't see it, yeah. that's scary. But I mean, men are still scared of ghosts, so I would argue that, you know, it's, it's very much a fear that is universal. Exactly. But there's that stalking element yeah, that kind of becomes uh, kind of the ooky spooky part of it and while we're on the topic have you watched the show you i have not um i have not watched it mostly because basically every every bit of attention i've seen this thing get online is just like this show is kind of gross it's like, gross like david's been I watching it. For it like i was i was looking at like sort of what other people said about it and i'm like yeah i can give that a miss and you know what's funny is I can watch Dexter without really much of a problem, but there's something about a guy who is the protagonist being a stalker that yeah. I'm like, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to feel here? It's a little like, and it's not my understanding that like the point of this is for him to like figure out that he's wrong. Like it's kind of like, I've never seen the show, so I can't comment on like tone or message or anything like yeah. that. But like, it's, it's one of those things that the thing that I got from a lot of people who had seen it was sort of that. It feels like it's a, it's a little bit sort of reveling in that kind of creep factor. I admittedly have not watched 
a full series of either season, mm-hmm. but like the the I've watched several episodes from the second season enough to know a lot about the storyline and what's happening and and what the characters are doing, and it really toes a line of like. Every once in a while, he'll be stalking someone and he'll be like, well, this person's a bad person, so they deserve to get this thing happened to them. And it's like, it's almost like this weird, like, afterthought of, like, they wrote a show about a stalker and then they were like, oh, wait, people are not going to like that. We have to give him. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) we have to give him something that makes him likable. And it's, it's like, well, yeah, he's doing this thing against people who are bad, but he's also, like, his main goal in the show is stalking women. And it's like, that seems gross to me and kind of yeah, stupid. And I, I mean, like, the thing is, like, there, there, has, there has been other media where you're supposed to be disgusted by the protagonist. Like, the, the protagonist is not supposed to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- that's been done before. It's done a lot in, in literature. It's, done, it's been done in TV and in movies. Like, yeah. like, and it's always fine, kind of, as long as... As long as you're not sending the audience mixed messages, it's usually fine. Yeah. Right? Like, if you are pretty straightforward in, in kind of the way you frame it, and it's that kind of like, no, I expect you to not like this person, it's usually fine. Like, it, But when it's like, if hey, look at how cool this guy is, and he does terrible things. Yeah. If like, you're openly acknowledging that, like, it's like the, it's like the office. Yeah. You watch The Office, and Michael Scott is not a likable person. No. But... The other characters also don't pretend that he is a likable person. And it's like, he has redeeming qualities and you understand that like he is like this because he is childish and naive and stupid. And he's kind of an idiot. He's an idiot. And you know he's an idiot. So it's not malicious, it's it's idiocy. And all of these things are kind of clearly defined. Yeah. So it's a different, it's a, it's a different sentiment. I don't know. the The show just rubbed me the wrong way. But we, <laughs> anyways, anyway. back to the Invisible Man. Yes. Um, I am excited about it because I, like you said, I do like Lee Wannell, and uh, I, I, I'm. It's been long enough since we've seen some imagining of this. I think the last one yeah. was uh, what was that Kevin Bacon movie? Oh, um, Hollow. Hollow Man. <laughs> Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Jesus Christ. Was it Hollow Man? I think it was Hollow Man. Um. And I think the only other thing that came out after was like the fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Invisible Man, isn't that? Yeah, movie? yeah. <laughs> that absolute burning trash. <laughs> and it's such a fun movie. Like I've watched it like over and over again, but it is such a terrible movie. It's like Mystery it's Men. Like, it's yeah, so it's bad. like except bad Mystery Men. Mystery Men wasn't trying to be serious. Well, that's true. <laughs> like. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen isn't a comedy. <laughs> or at least it's not supposed to be. Mm, like, there's no. funny moments, but it's not supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watch it like one, but it's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's like fucking Stuart Townsend meowing into the ground. <laughs> I think there's Fun. nothing funnier than watching people do things very seriously. Yeah. That should not be done seriously. Especially when all. one of them is Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Sean Connery. Oh, poor Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
All right. So what do we have coming after Invisible Man? We have, oh, this one I actually am very excited about. Yeah, this about. one I will probably go see in theaters. A Quiet Place Part 2. Yes. I'm, I actually really, really liked Quiet Place. and I, I did too. I was bad. I, I had kind of looked at the concept and gone like, this seems kind of stupid and hadn't watched it. And I ended up watching it like many months after it came out. Mm-hmm. But And then it was like, oh, okay, this is actually... This is actually better than I was expecting. And, it was and great. Like, was yeah. legitimately kind of like emotionally satisfying as well. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, kind of how they're going to pull that off now that spoiler alert, there's a family member missing. I assume. In this I one. agree. You is know? is John Krasinski directing again? Um, he is directing again. So at least that's a plus. I think he did a great job with the first one. I think he did too. And um, I'm I read online Gillian Murphy is is going to be in this one too. Hmm. So he's coming in. So I do like Killian Murphy. I, 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 it's going to be hard to watch him as something other than a villain if yeah, he is, is not a villain. I mean, assuming he's not. Yeah. Know. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of watch a movie where Killian Murphy can't talk because I think his voice is so expressive. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I'm gonna, it's just an hour and a half of watching him be frustrated. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like putting James Earl Jones <laughs> yeah, in no, a quiet like, place. Like, who the hell is like, we cast James <laughs> Earl Jones as someone who can't talk. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? That's like putting Bette Midler in a movie and not having her sing. I know. Like, it's ridiculous. It's just stupid. <laughs> and one f- uh, little piece of trivia, A Quiet Place was shot in uh, in and around um, Beacon, New York. Did you know was that? Was it really? Yeah. I did not know that. The main street in the movie is the main street in Beacon. And for those of you who don't know, Beacon is a gorgeous, adorable little town in upstate New York. Um, and I perform there pretty regularly at a place called Dennings Point. And uh, it's it's a really, really, really wonderful little town. It's like a little artist's haven. And uh, there's there's like cool shopping and everyone there is like, well, most people there are very nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really cool little town. So it was, it was really interesting to find out that the movie was filmed in and around it. You know, I, I have no reason to think that the second one won't be just as good as the first one. So I'm I'm holding out, you know, open minds, open hearts. Open minds, open hearts. Exactly. <laughs> open minds, open hearts, open aspirin bottle. Now, okay. this one, I think, has the most interesting title. Um, definitely the most potential out of the group, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled Saw movie. Yeah. Now, this yeah. one... <laughs> This one has a couple interesting twists. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you told me about this, I honest to God thought you were joking. I, I, th- I was expecting I'm at any moment to just not start sure laughing. That I didn't get punked by the article I was reading. I like it might be a joke. I, I could, sincerely hope you weren't. You could be listening to us get punked live, live <laughs> on air. Uh, so apparently, there is an untitled as of yet saw movie coming, coming out, out in may, in may <laughs> with a story by chris rock yes starring, starring chris rock and samuel l jackson yes what is this movie going to <laughs> be know. like i mean it's one of those things where i'm sitting here kind of like okay this could actually like this could be fun Like, I don't know if it's going to be scary, but it's definitely going to be fun. It's definitely (laughs) going to be one for the books. Like, like this isn't, this isn't any, this isn't even a movie anymore. This is going to be a theater going experience. Like, this is the (laughs) thing I'll tell my grandchildren about. It's going to be like smell-o-vision. Like, seriously. Oh, no. I'm, I'm like, most. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Chris Rock could be a great horror writer. Like, I mean, who the hell would have guessed that Jordan Peele was? 
I mean, so, I like, have I mean, you never no know. idea. But I'm all I want is for this movie to take place on a plane, and, <laughs> and for Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> to say. I'm tired of these motherfucking games on oh, this God. motherfucking plane. Just That's all I want. Billy out the emergency exit. <laughs> <laughs> that weird creepy puppet laugh the whole way to the bus. <laughs> and then right into a jet engine. Right into a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a puppet on the wing. And I have to ask, like, is Carrie Elwes in this? Because, like, that's where we left off with this. Carrie Elwes was Jigsaw, so, like... I like, is have it, no idea. Like, am I... <laughs> I don't even have words for this. Robin of Locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to formally apologize for that joke. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, all right. So, next in Reboots and Remakes, we have... Oh, this one actually yeah, could be good. Yeah, this one looks good. promising, actually. I'm actually kind of excited. And this one. is a Jordan Peele one. It is. Do you want to tell it? It is. We're getting a Candyman reboot sequel, maybe. Um, it was described in the article as a spiritual sequel to Candyman 2. A spiritual yes. sequel? Yes, and Tony Todd is in it. I don't know so who that is. Tony Todd played the original Candyman. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, Tony yes. Todd is Candyman. Sorry, sorry. Right? I was sorry. having a brain fart. Sorry. Um, he is also Death in the Final Destination series. I know, yeah, yeah. For some yeah. reason, you've never seen Candyman. No, I've seen Candyman. No, it's fine. Not you specifically. <clears throat> oh. The royal you. <laughs> the plural. <laughs> you've been promoted. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I'm super stoked about it. it. It kind of seems like, from what I was reading about it, that like the main villain of this film is now gentrification in the original um, neighborhood in which Candyman is set in Chicago. Mm. Which sounds like a really interesting concept and um, very much in line with the other movies that Jordan Peele has made in the horror genre. And I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's unclear <laughs> whether or not Tony Todd is playing Candyman or if we're getting something kind of kind of Candyman adjacent or if we're getting a Candyman movie. And I, I mean, think I would probably be happy either way. But uh, I still kind of want him to open up his coat and him just be covered in bees. <laughs> bees <laughs> everywhere bees everywhere um yeah i don't know i don't know how i would feel about the idea of him not being the candy man that's a tough one yeah no i'm kind of like I- i'm kind of torn on it like we'll see what happens um it- it's it's coming out in june and i'm i'm absolutely gonna go see it that's my birthday month it is your birthday month i'm very excited for my birthday movie it better be good <laughs> jordan I mean, we're watching it's definitely going to be better than David's birthday movie. <laughs> yes, David. <laughs> <laughs> David got David got screwed this year. Yeah, in <laughs> July we are getting The Purge five, and that is all we know. So The Conjuring is coming out in September. Yeah, yeah it is. There was we, nothing in August. <laughs> nothing in August. Fuck August. We're done with August. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring three though is coming out in September, and this one I am. I am excited about, although I, I will tell you, there are a couple it, yeah. caveats. It is The Conjuring 3, um, and you you had told me that this one is a case that deals with possession slash crime story, so it's... Uh, yeah, essentially, but, it's it's about a man who is accused of murder, um, admit, and there's, there's ample evidence that he did it, mm-hmm. and kind of... <clears throat> posits that he was possessed at the time of the murder. That's what I so, say when I eat an entire cheesecake. So, 
Like David comes out, he's like, where is the cheesecake? And I mean, I'm like, I was possessed. That's the argument I make whenever Sarah catches me playing Skyrim instead of working. So, <laughs> um, but like, I got Skyrim for Christmas. I know you did. I'm very excited to start playing. I'm so torn because like this is this is one of those games where I have played it so many times that I don't think I can physically watch another person play it without being like, no, go there. <laughs> like, I don't think I can do it. I, I would backseat drive your entire experience, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I really want to watch Fissy play Skyrim because, like, I need <laughs> I need outside validation that I haven't wasted like literally hundreds of hours of my life. Well, you're here tonight, yeah, and we'll true. be done soon. <laughs> um, the Conjuring Three. It you're saying it is about a guy who commits these yeah. or uh, allegedly commits these crimes and is on trial. Uh, and then the Warrens get kind of. Brought into, I assume, prove or disprove that he was possessed or deal with yes, possession in some way. Because he alleges that he was possessed. Is it by the devil? He doesn't. It didn't say in the synopsis. Um, I know we're getting Vera Farmiga back as um, mm-hmm. Lorraine Warren. and <laughs> <laughs> What? I... I always refer to Ed Warren in these movies as like Demon Dad. Demon like, he just he looks like I don't even know he, it's like if you took Red Foreman from the 70s show and gave him a closet of horrors like it's yeah. just the way they they dress Patrick Wilson in these movies it's just like and I understand that that's, that's it's on purpose yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like like I just I can't get it out of my head it's just he's demon dad he is demon dad absolutely a hundred percent uh funny story about him he lives in Montclair New Jersey Patrick Wilson Patrick Wilson, or he did, he used to, I don't know if he still does, um, when I was in college, and w- I used to see him in Starbucks all the time in Montclair. Was there anything hanging behind his head? Because that's the thing he's had a problem with in the past. Hanging behind his head? Well, there was Gregory in Insidious. Oh, right yes, yes, head. yes. I was, then, like, <laughs> I was like, hanging behind his head. And then there was that head. bitch hanging from a tree right behind his head. Yeah, he does always have something hanging behind yeah, his James head. Yeah, James Wan in this has case, a problem with Patrick Wilson being able to turn on <laughs> <laughs> In this case, the only thing hanging behind his head was a macchiato, I think. See, that's that's <laughs> much better. I, I know, I would much prefer being haunted by Dr. coffee. Though Dr. Loomis does prefer an Americano. <laughs> There's no time! <laughs> and we got Dr. Loomis in the episode. And, that's and he's in. And we're good. Nailed it. Okay. First um, week, carrying on. <laughs> Check it off the list. Yes. Moving on. Uh, the next one is probably the movie I am the most I almost don't want to talk about Like, I almost want to save it to the end. Like, is that weird? No. Let's save it. We're not going to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it at the end because there's too much to talk about with We're, uh, This one, I'm so excited. We'll come back to this it. This is going to be a full 20 minutes and I don't want to lose the thread because we'll spend the rest of the episode talking about that movie. I know because there's a lot to talk about yes. when it comes to this movie. Okay. Um, let's skip right to the next one, which is probably the one that I'm most pissed about. Uh, the Witches coming out in October. Yes, which is a remake of the 80s, 80s children's movie starring Angelica Houston and... One of your favorite films of all time. It is one of the best movies ever made by anyone for any reason. <laughs> and Exhibit B on the roll doll is fucked up. Yeah. Museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please see here for fucked up shit. Um, they are remaking this movie. Now, I don't want to say that that could not be done well. I'm not going to say that. But they were like, guys. We have a great idea. And they were like, what is it, Jim? And they were like, well, we're going to remake The Witches. Ooh, sounds spooky. We're going to release it in October. Great plan. And we got Anne Hathaway. Now, wait a second. 
Anne Hathaway as the Grand <clears throat> High Witch. Are you out of your fucking mind? I mean, I would argue, and I'm I'm coming at this from I I happen to really enjoy Anne Hathaway. No, I don't have a problem with I this do. casting. I have a big problem. Um. Like, I'm willing to wait and see, and I'm certainly not above saying that she did a terrible job if she did a terrible job, but, like, I, I really think she's a very good actress, and I think with the right amount of prosthetics, she'll be fine. I do like, not think she's a good actress. I don't think she needs prosthetics, because I hate her. <laughs> she doesn't need it. She doesn't need them, because she doesn't need to be in the movie. She doesn't need prosthetics. Send her home. Do um, Brokeback 2. Oh, I, oh bleh, I hate her. I hate Anne Hathaway. I don't have a problem <laughs> admitting it to anyone. I don't like her. I don't <clears> think <throat> she's a good actress. I don't think she's a believable actress. She always looks so satisfied with herself while she's acting. And as- he does not speak for me. And if you oh, want he friends, it's fine. Oh, he speaks for me. Oh, well, yes, God. you're speaking for yourself. Yes, that's oh, implied. I do not like Anne Hathaway. I and I'm very lovely. upset that she's playing this role. I'm not. There are a million people who could have done this role better. You're telling me Kate Blanchett was too busy? I'm telling you, I know without a doubt that Kate Blanchett would do a far better job as the Grand High Witch than Anne Hathaway could even dream of doing at AMDA. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Octavia Spencer and Stanley Tucci are also in the film. I hope Stanley Tucci is the Grand High Witch and this was all. This was all just. I mean, Stanley Tucci would probably make a pretty good. I can't even really argue with that. I think. Remove your shoes. Like honestly, Stanley Tucci could play Batman, and it would be the right choice. I know. I, I just love Stanley Tucci. Like I've never seen a movie with Stanley Tucci in it where I was like, I didn't enjoy Stanley Tucci. Like, and Stanley if we're Tucci getting Stanley Tucci, better. call Meryl. So, <laughs> what, why are we doing They're this? Package deal, Stanley Tucci and Mer- Meryl Streep. Yes, every movie he is in, she will be in from now until the end of time, and it will. They be They actually great. got married at the end of Julian <laughs> oh I'm that's so why Meryl Streep is in the Hunger, Hunger Games she's just she's three rows back and you can't see her <laughs> I am interested to see who Octavia Spencer is playing um I I'm kind of hoping it's um the bubbles which no I'm actually wondering if Octavia Spencer is the grandma they might have like maybe aged down the grandma a little bit and we're getting an African-American Luke this time mm. which I think would be interesting because oh, I think it makes the witches even scarier. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like See, that I'd be, be down be for. Although, uh, it's like you said, I don't know if Octavia Spencer I don't know if she's old, old enough, enough really, but like, I, I mean, she could be a very young grandma. How old is she? I'm not sure. I've never checked. Okay, look up her IMDb. She's 110. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but IMDb is, is it's always wrong on that. It's like, you know, IMDb, IMDb isn't checking anybody's like social security number. Like, that's just all edited by their agent. She was born in 1972. Oh God! Now you have to ask. Now we're gonna sit here and try and do math. Now I think she's forty-seven. I think that's my math is correct on that. I believe you're right. Forty-seven. Yeah, she's definitely not old enough to be like a little kid's grandma. No, but I mean, like, our mother was a grandmother at what, like, forty-five, forty-six. Like, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, but old enough to have a child. That is in that is like ten or twelve. Well, no, but she is acting. I'm sure they could make her slightly older, and it wouldn't be that big a deal. I guess. 
Like they're going to peel Anne Hathaway's face off and she's going to be a mole rat under there. I feel like they can make Octavia Spencer five years older. It's not that big a deal. To be fair, in the case of Anne Hathaway, it's not that far a stretch. Oh my God. She is a lovely woman. I don't like her. She's a good actress. She's a kind person. No, she's not. She might be kind. I've never met her. But I don't like her as an actress. Uh, All right. I I can't talk about Anne Hathaway anymore. So November... We're getting Godzilla versus Kong. Which I'm not upset about. I have liked the new reimaginings of, of Godzilla. I have not seen the most recent one yet. Did you not like them? I had a little bit of a problem with not not the most recent one, but the one before that, because kind of at the end, it's, it's like they make absolutely no bones about the fact that like Godzilla is the hero of the film. And like at the end, he kind of has like a mean Joe Green moment where he like throws his jersey to the kid like, hey, kid, like school. <laughs> and I didn't care for that. Like they turned Godzilla into Captain America at the end of like yeah. one of the recent remakes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I will say that that is something I like they're walking do up that. and down the street singing who's the star spangled man behind him. And it's, it's, just, it's a little, it was a little much. It was a little over the top. But um, I mean. I'm always interested to kind of see these weird monster mashups because I think they're fun. But, yeah, I um, mean, I'll I'll try anything once. Like, I feel like it's also been, like, just a little bit since we had a Kong movie, so I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm, like, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. Yeah. In, like, a believable way. I mean, I've never been a huge fan of King Kong, but... I've never been, like, a huge, huge fan of Godzilla either, so... I mean, th- and that's kind of where I'm coming from on it. It's like... I'm not a huge fan of King Kong, but I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla either. So yeah. it's like, might as well. Like, try there, there's a part of me that's like, I mean, we could do Freddy versus Jason again, and this time, like, get Kane Hodder to do it. And, like, <laughs> you know. You're really still upset about I'm it. still mad. <laughs> Kane is still mad, so I am still mad. I would be mad too. I will be mad until Kane is no longer mad. <laughs> Which will be never. <laughs> it will be never. The last thing Kane Hodder says as he's leaving this earthly coil is, I, I got I'm fucked. still mad. I got oh. fucked on that. <laughs> like, like, they could have called me. Because that's his whole thing. Is he? D- it's not even that they didn't cast him. It's that they never called him to tell him that they weren't casting him. So he mm. thought he was doing the movie. And then, like, found out through the press that he wasn't. Which was uh, a really shitty thing. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Like, like they, they treated him badly. And fuck oh. them. And he is, he basically is Jason. He is Jason. He's the, he's the only actor out of the six, seven guys who played Jason that it's like, yeah, no, it's Kane. Like, there's no question. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, tangent. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, the next one that's coming out, the, the, and this is the last one as far as uh, reboots, remakes, and sequels, yes, is Escape, <laughs> I know, Escape Room 2. <laughs> Um, did I, you see the first I one? I didn't see Escape Room 1. I will say it wasn't bad. Like, it's, it seems like such a, I don't want to say obvious. Obvious seems mean. It's it's a, like, such a natural concept for a horror film. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, the story writes itself. So, yeah, so it's really it's, not it's one of those a hard things. thing I, I never write. saw the first one. I've, I've just not had the time to kind of go and find it and sit down and watch it. It's not bad. It's worth the time to yeah, sit down I, and watch it. I mean, it I wouldn't fun. say it's, like, excellent, but yeah. it's, it's fine. It, it. Gives you something to look at. My bar for kind of that tier of horror movies is kind of, did I have a good time? And if I had a good time, it's fine. I will say I had a good time watching it. It definitely is like a little bit panic inducing at some points. Fair. But I mean, that's that's the point. You know, that's kind of where we're, that's the target. We're good. Yeah. So uh, I would say I'll give this a fair shot. I don't know if this is a series that I needed yeah, I don't know if it's maybe something that needs another installment, but like yeah. at the same time, like how many times are we going to get forty-seven meters down? So I mean, everything. And is that's what shot, I'm saying. You know? it's, it's like, like I don't know if this is a franchise movie, but I'll, like I'll give it a fair shake. We had the shallows shake. forty-seven meters down, and now we had like what was the most recent one? Like, 
like 98 meters down. <laughs> it's like it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Eventually, it's like the ocean floor. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that I like that they're. But continuing then the Meg went underneath movies. the fucking ocean floor. That's oh, actually no. This is a good point. Actually, there is not a single shark movie on here. No, there are no shark movies. There, there as are, far as we know. As far as I can see, there are no scary shark movies coming out this year, which feels like a departure from recent history. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually a little bit sad about it because shark movies are... Sci-fi will come through in a pinch. Something will come out. I, I like Sharknado shark 24. Versus 20 dicked octopus or something. 20 dicked octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if octopuses have dicks. They probably don't. Isn't one of their tentacles their dick? I have no idea. Sarah's nodding at me because Sarah knows how octopuses fuck. So that's the thing. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that octopi have uh, penis tentacles. Well, then they have eight dicks, so they're already halfway there. No, it's just no, one I, of them. I, I know. It's just, it's just moving into the Imagine gym. an octopus that's Trying like, I'm made of dicks. <laughs> Isn't that just your pink wig? Basically. <laughs> your six foot pink wig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to some stuff that's coming up that we have no precedent for because they are new movies. Yes. And obviously we're not going to have a whole hell of a lot to say about this, but we know very little about them. Yeah. We can say what we're excited for just based on the way it sounds. Um, yeah. No. So the first one up um, is Underwater, which is mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart living her Sigourney Weaver fantasy. And- <laughs> In a 98 meters down. <laughs> um, doing um, deep sea alien shit. Yeah, it's, it, is um, deep, it is deep yeah, sea it's, alien. It's, they really could have just named her Ripley and it would have been fine. <laughs> like, I'm looking at the trailer and going, like, this is just alien. It's, it's eerily similar to Meg, in my mind. Uh, there's definitely, there, there's some parallels to be drawn. I think, I, I can't tell if this is a creature movie or if the scary thing is the water. I'm pretty sure it's a creature movie. It's kind of hard to. So I mean, it like, looks like a it looks like a creature movie based on the trailer because yeah. there's something there's something apparently like in the darkness of the yeah, water no. that they so are afraid of. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I have officially gotten over my Twilight bias with Kristen Stewart and and <laughs> actually kind of like her now. Do you? I, I mean, I I wouldn't say that she's someone that like I see she's in a movie and it's like oh I have to go see that because Kristen Stewart's in it, but it's no longer like a okay I can give that a pass. I'm kind of ambivalent kind of about her, and I will say she was in one of my she's favorite thrillers. She's kind of wearing thrillers. the same face all the time. It's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> which I know is a is a is a she's like Anne Hathaway for a really long time. It's Except, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking a Christ! I will, I will <laughs> give Kristen Stewart the fact that she was in one of my favorite thrillers, which was Escape Room, or not? Uh, uh, no. Uh, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. Panic Room. Panic Room. Was she in Panic Room? She was. She was a little girl in Panic Room. Jesus, I did not realize that. It's her and Jodie Foster. I was staring at Jodie Foster. (laughs) And she was staring back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jodie does have a disconcerting ability to find just the center of the camera lens with her eyes. I know. um, (laughs) Especially when the center of the lens is another woman. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that's what made Kristen Stewart gay? Is she gay? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think know. that's probably something that made you come around to her as well. Uh, it's it's not though because this is the thing. Like I don't, I, I don't like people just because they're they're gay or not. I, I, fr- do. I frequently except uh, there are, there are a few celebrities. there are a few exceptions. <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos. There are a few exceptions of people I will hate even though they are gay. Do I? Um, do we have to consider him like a celebrity though? He's not a celebrity. He is a dipshit. hack, and he's an idiot. 
But, um, um, <clears throat> <sorry>. <laughs> but at the same time, um, moving on Never because mind. I don't want to talk about yeah, Miley no, Anopoulos. Not, no, um, don't. He does not need the airtime. What is this movie? The turn. Oh, the turning. Yes. This is the turning of the screw ad- adaptation. It's the turn of the screw adaptation with yeah. Wolfhard. Yes. Um, yes. And I was kind of like, I haven't watched the trailer, and I really should have before we started this. I'm not sure if they're doing it as a period piece or if they've modernized it. So let me take two seconds. Now wait. Before you uh, yes. do that, can you now? I know that the the turn of the screw is a classic. Is it considered horror or is it like a thriller story? Um, it it is a horror story. It's a it's a haunting story. So it's it is um there is supernatural elements to the story. Okay. So I I would characterize it as a horror story. Um. And it was previously a short story, like right? They have at least slightly modernized this. Okay. Maybe not to present day, but certainly close. I'm fine with that. Um, but <clears throat> no, it's a it, it's a haunting story. It's it's a sort of an older style haunting story. <laughs> I wish you could all hear this. My <laughs> husband is in our bedroom at the moment, laying down, uh, and he is oh. snoring like. He is starring in the remake of <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, what is that noise? Who is chopping wood outside my apartment? <laughs> oh, my. Um, oh, goodness. You know, but it's, an, it's an older story, and I, I think that they probably changed the name because they're like, if we name this The Turn of the Screw, people are going to think, oh, it's a book movie, and no one's going to go see it. Yeah, probably. Um, which infuriates me whenever they do it. It's like... It's like it's okay. You can tell them that this would appear on an AP literature class. Like it's it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> no, but um, the original turn of the screw, screw is a ghost story. So so I'm expecting supernatural horror from this, and it actually um, I really like Finn Wolfhard, so I'm, I'm kind of interested. I do in too. It. I loved him um, in uh, in Stranger Things. I loved him in it. Yeah. I thought I think he's a good actor. No, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to that one. I will probably go see that in the theaters. I'm excited about that. What is the lodge? Um, I wasn't able to find a whole hell of a lot of information. Basically, just woman goes to hunting lodge with husband and two children. Um, and I guess they just got married. So she's like the kid's stepmother. So it kind of seems like family drama in isolation, possible crazy pants, possible like. <laughs> possible crazy <yeah>. pants. <laughs> I am down you know, for Someone's going to have a mental break and start killing people. <laughs> any or she's possibility start, of she, crazy she, or pants. Or she's going to think she starts seeing ghosts or. Or she's going to go nuts and kill her whole family. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to be chasing someone down a hallway naked with a butcher knife by the end of the <laughs> Like, or, or your money back guaranteed. Money back guarantee. I like that. <laughs> That's a guarantee I want from all of my horror movies. I want a money back guarantee that someone will get chased naked down a yeah. down a hallway with a knife. I'm gonna get a bunch of angry emails in February. Like there was that did not happen. This is <laughs> money how much back. I paid. <laughs> say, it wasn't binding. No, nothing ever is. No. Um, the next one is a movie called Antlers. Which yes. is a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes, which I'm excited about because I will see anything. Yeah. I really I love Guillermo del Toro. I did not see Shape of Water, though, which is my wife's everlasting shame. I I have not seen the whole thing, admittedly. What I saw was... Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to, I got to the part where I read the synopsis that it, that it's a monster fucker movie, and I'm like, okay, I'm on. Like, yeah, I don't know if it was my favorite, <laughs> but I do normally really enjoy 
Guillermo del Toro. And it's it's like listen, like again, like I'll say it again, like I don't judge anybody's taste in movies. If you like Shape of Water, great. Yeah, that's fine. Not I'm not judging. But like my first look when I see the creature from the Black Lagoon is not, hey. <laughs> that's not my first that's not my first reaction nor like, mine <laughs> my god he's always wet um <laughs> yes that was just for you lesbians that uh, that's not something we ever want to hear he's always wet is not <laughs> <laughs> well somebody's not, always not wet <laughs> my goodness that's fine um uh, so the thing uh, it's it's called antlers, but there's not a yeah. lot of information about no, there what isn't it's a whole going lot of, to be. Uh, a lot of information on on what this is actually going to be about. Um, there's we had kind of been knocking back and forth the theory that it's a Wendigo movie. We're yeah. not really sure. Um, Sarah said she had heard rumors about him doing a Wendigo movie, so it might be that we don't we don't we don't really know. And again, I tried to do kind of minimal research on these because when i go to the movie theater i do like to be like at least partially excited and if i have like three months worth of research going in i'm probably not going to be terribly surprised yeah i'm um, i'm and i'm the same way i i would much rather watch a trailer mm -hmm. than have a lot of postulating which is why we're doing an entire episode postulating about movies you know we're reaching into the crystal ball um this one we did watch a trailer for it's called Antebellum, and it's coming out in April, and it is starring Janelle Monet and... Which is a thing lesbians do like to hear, yeah. <laughs> by the way. She's wet all the time. <laughs> um, and Gabourey Sidibe, yes. and it is from the producers of Which is the thing I like get to out. hear, because she's a very good actress, and I enjoy her a great deal. Gabourey Sidibe? Yes. Oh. I think she's I, a very good actress. I do, too. I think I'm she's excited. I think she's wonderful. Um, this is a thriller... And the trailer was a bit ambiguous. I think it was a, It was more just like they're, they're not explaining anything about what's going on, which is fine for a trailer. You kind of don't want that. Yeah. But like possible time travel, possible not. Yeah. Um, and it's like. Not sure if this is like a the village situation where we get to the end and. <laughs> find out that this has all just been a terrible, terrible lie. <laughs> terrible, terrible lie. Um, <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Emma. I've Emma. never been so mad as at the end of that movie. I was like, are you I have. It was kidding? the entire runtime of The Happening. <laughs> to be fair, I never watched The Happening. Cheese and crackers. Because I I heard what The Happening was about and I was like, mm, hard pass. So I'm I'm going into this with high hopes. Yeah. No, because it looks, it looks like good, good and it looks like there's a it looks like there's yeah. a supernatural element. I'm I was getting a strong indication that there is something supernatural going on here which i think will make it really fun mm -hmm. um that being said um you should go watch the trailer because the, the trailer itself is is pretty creepy actually like like i <laughs> yeah it like, was a like there's, there's not there's not like a big narrative going through it but the imagery was was very striking so um you might want to go watch yeah that. i'll give this one a shot yeah no i'm gonna give that a shot too um last night in soho comes out in september it's a 1960s london period horror possible time travel again <laughs> um i found very little information about this movie um i i have no idea what it's about well let's skip it then because i like, don't know anything about it. <laughs> it all i know is that it takes place in 1960s london and again possible time travel I'm fine. Um, and unless it includes a blue one. police box, 
<laughs> I'm out. Did you know that in Beacon, New- it all comes full circle. Oh in Beacon, New York, <laughs> there is a Doctor Who themed tea. I actually did know that because last year for our anniversary, I had tried to get, um, I had tried to make a reservation there for me and Sarah because my wife is a huge Doctor Who fan. Who mm-hmm. fan. And I had tried to um, get a seating there for our anniversary, but they were actually closed um, the day of. It's um, called Pandorica. Yeah, I know. We were actually thinking of trying to go again this year, so I think we're probably going to do that. You um, should, and I'll tell you why. A, the food there is really good. Yeah. (laughs) The food is really, really good. Um, B, there's a lot of really cool shopping in Beacon that you can, and like stuff to do in Mm -hmm. Beacon that is really cool. There's the, um, uh, there's Dia. There's a great museum there called Dia. And, uh, C, I believe, cannot confirm, but believe mm-hmm. that the owners of Pandorica are two lesbians. If you're listening, <laughs> send us an email. Yeah, let us let know us if know. we're totally wrong. I mean, we, we do like to, to rep queer businesses on this podcast. But I we know. also like them to actually be, or, be queer businesses. I know. So if that. you can let us know. So, you know. You know, you just reach out to us on Facebook. Let us know. Um, <laughs> Um, the next movie that is coming out in 2020, St. Maud. This one doesn't have a release date, actually. No release so date. So it's probably coming out in 2020? But I like the sound of this one. You know, and apparently it did really well on the festival circuit, but it's um, it's a possession movie about a nurse and a cancer patient. Which sounds like endless amounts of creepy. Yeah, no, like there's a lot of potential for this to get real dark real quick. And I like possession because, movies. Because, you know... It's not a fall far once you've brought cancer into the equation. <laughs> it's not like, you know, you don't really have to, you don't have to work too hard to get dread going. <laughs> it does kind of, it like. there's already cancer involved. I know, it, it kind of puts a damper on the whole situation. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, she beat the demon, but, but now we have to fight the cancer. Yeah, or the other way. What if she gets cured of cancer and then she's possessed? It's, For it's, the rest it's like, of her oh, life. Jesus, like, I know. what a terrible thing. There's it's just like, no out. Your ass cancer is gone. But your p- ass cancer. <laughs> but Pazuzu has taken over your kidneys. Oh, Pazuzu's in your kidneys. Yeah. Um, and the final new thing we're talking about in, uh, in well, the, the new, new year, movie. New movie, movie is actually something I'm really excited about. And I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that it is on one of my favorite streaming platforms. Shudder. Shudder is releasing a documentary about queer horror, and that's coming out at some point in 2020. And I just want to say, like, how cool is it that there is a horror service, like some kind of horror streaming service or a, a media company that is repping queer horror? I cannot tell you how cool I thought it was when I read that this was happening. And they've been they've been teasing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, this was not the first time I heard about it. But, like, I, I love the fact that they... Like there's even there's a there's a collection on Shutter called Queer Horror. There is. You know, they're they're very cognizant of sort of like all the little niches that this genre flows into and they're they're very much about making sure that like there are curated collections for everybody to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll take my check now. <laughs> um, Seriously. <laughs> and I wanna make like, it. Very I really clear. wish I could say that like this was like shamelessly trying to get 
sponsored, but I really do actually just love the service. I know. Like, we have never even reached out to Shutter. I don't to need Shutter. to get paid to do it. That's like, the I'm thing. We have, like, I just love this service. I think it's a really, really great streaming service because inevitably when I go into Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Disney Plus, the first thing I'm doing is looking for horror movies. And the options are always so limited. And, like, the thing is, on Shutter, I have never gone into Shutter and not found something to watch. To watch. Yeah. Like, like, I've never gone in there. And, like, it might not be the movie I was hoping to find or expecting to find. But, like, I, I stumbled the other day. Like, like I was I was just trolling through it. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched The Sleepover Massacre in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that movie. That's great. <laughs> like, like I haven't watched that in forever. And, it's so, again. Fucked, it's, and it's, it's so fucked up. It's a fucking dumb movie. So I dumb. love it. But it's so dumb. I watched Chopping Mall. Chopping. I was just about like, to say <laughs> Chopping Mall. Like, like and there, it's all these old movies and movies that you really can't find anymore unless you're still one of those like really weird people who has the disc subscription service through Netflix. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't find these movies anymore. And like just being able to kind of go, oh, I remember watching that at like two in the morning when I was 16 <laughs> because it was like on the fucking sci-fi channel. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> oh, there were titties in this? Even better. <laughs> I had no idea. Because it was on, <laughs> because it was on the sci-fi, the sci-fi channel, channel. channel. Two in the morning. Um, yeah, so Shudder is releasing a queer horror documentary yes, and we're very excited the, about in it. in the same vein as um, there's another documentary on there right now that's really interesting and I would suggest that you should go watch it. Yeah, Horror Noir is Oh, it's really I I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. Yeah, no, it's a it's about the history of um of African American horror specifically. Yeah, and uh the relationship uh black people have yeah. with the horror genre because it is a, a as is everything else yeah, no, in America was, was a, a very really, nuanced relationship. It was a really cool special and it's the same people who are making the queer horror documentary so I'm, I'm really excited i'm very excited i'm like. i'm going to watch both in the very the not there's so actually there's, a, there's another documentary and it kind of came out this year kind of didn't it's probably gonna be wider release next year um which is the the nightmare on elm street 2 oh um documentary yes uh it's i, I think it's called my nightmare yeah right? i think it is yeah um and it's it's basically the fallout that this poor actor yeah. had after I'm, appearing in the gayest I'm horror movie really of all time, looking forward to watching that one because it's, I know, it's and it's it it, it <clears throat> almost makes me feel bad because I have taken such joy in the gayness of that movie. I mean, my understanding is like the initial experience of it was <coughs> fucking terrible, but like he has been pretty open about the fact that he like really enjoys the fan response now. I'm glad because he deserves. Like I think it. he's kind of made his peace with it a, yeah. a little bit, at least with the fans. I don't think he's made his peace with with New Line, but he's made his peace no. with us. But um, and I he, can't say that I really blame him on that one. And you know, it's funny. I've been so I've been lucky because uh, I am uh, a performer with such far-reaching <laughs> Such wide and varied appeal. I know. Um, I am actually friends with someone so who humble. is a producer on the movie. So I'm hoping that in 2020, maybe this can be one of our other resolutions. In 2020, we can get uh, him to come on the podcast. Let's see if he wants to come for, for Pride. See oh, I would love that. I'm going to reach out to them and see if yeah, we can make something happen. Let us know if that's something you guys would be interested yeah, in, in, in us having you him know the email, you know the Twitter. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so what else are we getting this year? Um, so the other thing I did kind of want to address just because we're, we've been getting a lot of kind of long form horror on streaming services and TV recently. Um, I'm super stoked about this. We're getting <laughs> the haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix this year, which is the follow up to the haunting of Hill House. 
Like yeah, two years ago, which was a great series. Yes. And this is actually another turn of the screw adaptation. <laughs> I know, <It's laughs> um, so strange. Which is, it's kind of weird, funky timing, but at the same time, like if it's anything like Haunting of Hill House, like we're it's gonna be, you know, it's in kind of in name only. <laughs> the thing that's funny to me is, I, I mean, I admittedly don't know how old the turning, the, uh, turn, of the, screw. the turn of the screw is. Uh, so it makes me wonder, like. Were the rights in the public domain? How old? How old is the story? Because it it makes it hard for me to believe that they would put out a feature film and uh, a series in the same year. It was published in eighteen ninety eight. Oh, that shit in the public domain. Oh, (laughs) that's uh, that's really interesting. I wonder if they were aware of each other as they were producing. I'm honestly not sure. I know that the haunting of Hill House had kind of. Um, the the production team behind it had had announced that this was what they were doing pretty shortly after Haunting of Hill House aired. <laughs> so some production company so, was like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if you know the people on the turning were like, well, we ain't backing out now. Yeah. Or if they were like, well, fuck you, Netflix. We're gonna get there for a fuck. <laughs> like who knows? We don't know. But, yeah. Um, I have and it no doesn't idea. really matter. There's room for more than one. Yeah, and but, I'm um, sure both will be uh, very good. Or at least I hope so. Um, we're also getting a new adaptation of The Stand on CBS. With I don't a even know what that totally is. Totally all sarcastic. Um, it's the Stephen King novel, The Stand. I don't know it. You never, Jesus Christ. Okay. Listen, um, I can't be perfect. <laughs> the Stand is, I, I think technically, I think officially, and I'd have to look this up, but I'm not going to. Is um, <laughs> is Stephen King's longest work? What? Yeah. <laughs> There's something longer than there, it. There is something longer than it. Imagine it being the, the actor who did the audiobook for that one. Oh, God. They had um, to record it over the course of seven <laughs> years. The actor died in the middle of recording. They had to get someone no, else to record it's, it. It's There was a very um, well-received and very popular um, miniseries made of it. Um, I want to say in the 90s. Um, and they're sort of redoing that on CBS. And it's got like... Like Whoopi Goldberg is in this. Like, okay. like there's there's a, there's a lot going on here. I like Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I like Whoopi Goldberg too. I'm I'm perfectly happy about it. But um, it's one of those things. Like The Stand was never my favorite story. I'll probably end up watching this. What is it about? Um, it's a post-apocalyptic kind oh. of nomad tale. I'm not really into post-apocalyptic. It's not my favorite genre. It doesn't either. do much for me. Um, and there's actually there's one thing that I forgot to put on this list that I am super stoked about. <laughs> um, and I can't believe I forgot to write it down. Um, is we are getting a second season of Creepshow, also on oh. Shutter in 2020. Oh, that's exciting! And the first season of Creepshow was fucking awesome, and I loved every minute. Of I it. haven't so watched really it, but I've stoked. heard I've heard very good things about it. Um, like it's it's like any other anthology series. Like you know, some of the stories are kind of hit and miss, but yeah. most of them are at least again fun. Like even if they don't scare you, like you'll have a good time. I like fun. Yeah, no, and it is, <laughs> it is really fun. Well, I, I, I like I like that. Okay. I just so had a stroke. Did you hear let's, that? I'm like, do you smell brioche? What does that smell? Let's take our time and discuss the elephant in the room, the movie we saved from earlier. Oh, yes. Because we had to contain our excitement. I'm very excited I'll about this movie. It's all yours. Oh, no, you can do it. Are you sure? Yeah, please. Halloween Kills comes out October 16th. Yes! We're getting another Halloween <laughs> sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm so excited i can't i can't fucking wait like like i really can't like and the the last one was so good and like i i cannot i'm so excited like i walked into the one in 2018 like holding my breath hope against hope that it was going to be good I know. and i loved it so much 
And there's a part of me that worries that I may be a little overexcited about this one, but I don't care. Like, I don't like, care. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to allow myself the freedom to like just be excited. Yeah. Because they proved they could do it once, and hopefully they don't Star Wars and fuck up the middle. I mean, but, they haven't completely changed like <laughs> director or writer on this one, so I don't see that. Uh, yeah. That so God willing, this one will be will also be a very very good uh, sequel. I love that one of my favorite characters in the original is coming back. The best character. The best character in the entirety He's coming. of Halloween 1. Two references. Sorry, go ahead. Is Lonnie. Lonnie's coming Lonnie's back. Lonnie's coming back. We're getting hey, Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. If they have someone say that to him, <laughs> I hey, am Lonnie, going, get your ass away from I am going to crap my pants in the, in the theater. Like, <laughs> I would love start laughing so better. hard. Like, <laughs> I would love also, um, nothing better. Anthony Michael Hall is coming in as Tommy Doyle. So Which we're getting Tommy back. And Kyle Richards is playing Lindsay again. The Which original so girl who played Lindsay me. in the 75 movie is going to be playing Lindsay Wallace again. Which 78. I think is, Sorry, 78. <laughs> Jesus, it's fine. Sorry. I th- it's I very episode. rarely do I get to uh, yeah, to know something well enough off the top of my head that I can correct it in the yeah, moment. Okay. No, but um, so Lindsay's coming back, which I, th- I think is just a really neat thing that like this time there's going to be there's going to be two original cast members, you know, not under masks. Agreed. So it's like, <laughs> which I think is going to be really, really cool. And like. Jamie Lee Curtis seems to have had a shit ton of fun with this based on her Twitter feed because I follow her on Twitter and kind of <laughs> like randomly stalk her on Twitter. Um, but like we got some behind the scenes footage a little while ago of kind of what was going on and mm-hmm. like it just looks so good even from that. No, And I'm just like I'm so fucking excited. Like I, I can't even contain it. I am so excited. <laughs> Do you know if Nick Castle is playing The Shape again? Um, I think he is coming back. And who else is is coming back. Is, um, her uh, daughter's definitely coming back. Her granddaughter's coming back. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, her daughter's husband, you know, Mr. Peanut Butter on the penis, is not. But, coming yeah, back. yeah, peanut butter dick um, is, yeah. is out. <laughs> PB and Dick is not coming. Back. <laughs> peanut Chew. Yeah, his new name is Peanut. Oh, he's his new name is Peanut yeah. Chew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's out. We're gonna have to probably do an episode on Halloween. And I'm going to miss him terribly. We, yeah, I know. I'm gonna be just real upset. We should do Halloween yeah, 2018. Yeah, we're gonna have to do Halloween 2018 before uh, we go. before before mm-hmm. this new one comes out. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that that will be like a three episode thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to talk it's about, fine. but I love that movie so much, and I'm yeah. very very excited no, that uh, Halloween Kills is coming out. Fucking stoked. Is the last one gonna be called Halloween Ends? Um, I think it's called Halloween Dies. Halloween Dies. At least that's the production name that I had heard. Okay. Like, there's been a lot of conjecture. I don't know. All right. Um, either way, it should be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to see where this series is going. Yeah, no. So that's kind of the end of the list. Um, it's not a bad list. It's not a bad list. It's really not. Like, there's a couple, like, real good ones in there. So I thought we might play a little game. Um, a game? Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm uh I'm on a plane with Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson and Chris Rock. Written by Chris Rock. <laughs> um, so basically, here's the game. I'm going to pick three of these movies. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna play Fuck Yeah, Maybe Kill Me Now, which is okay. kind of like Fuck Mary Kill, except not. Except <clears throat> one is yes, I can't. I absolutely cannot wait for this. Fuck Yeah is hell yeah, clearly. Yeah. Maybe is no, nah, give it a shot. And Kill Me Now is absolutely under no circumstances. Okay. 
But it has to be the three that I pick for you. And then you will obviously pick oh. three for me. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to I'm going to try not to make this like too terribly easy for you. Yeah, please. I'm gonna go The Invisible Man. Okay. The Conjuring Three. Mm-hmm. And Underwater. Oh, yeah, this maybe is, kill me now. Uh I'm going to um, Okay, so here's here's the dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill me now, underwater. Bye. She's done. Really? Yeah. Just like that. It it didn't really interest okay. me. Okay. And when I when I saw the um the trailer, I was like, eh, I don't really need this. Alright, that's fair. Um, the dilemma comes because I want to say that the fuck yeah is conjuring three. Mm-hmm. But we all know that the third sequel in any franchise is usually the one where it can take a turn. It's dangerous ground for sure. I think number five is usually the absolute The absolute, floor. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, no, the, the third one is can get dicey. So I'll say fuck yeah, Conjuring 3, maybe Invisible Man. But okay. I want to preface, I want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to have a little caveat that mm-hmm. is, I actually am pretty excited about Invisible Man, but I'm going to put it on the side burner. That's fair. To go forward. Okay. Are you ready for yours? I'm, I'm ready for mine. Okay, I'm going to make yours as hard as I possibly oh, can. Great. He's going to pitch. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say it because then he'll pick them. <laughs> go ahead. You've got Candyman, mm-hmm. Halloween Kills, The Witches. Mm. You're just doing this to try to make me kill the Anne Hathaway. I- <laughs> You're such a little prick. Okay, <laughs> you are a you are a twenty dick octopus. I am a forty dick octopus. <laughs> okay. Um, Candyman, Halloween Kills, The Witches. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna? Do? I mean, obviously, the fuck yeah is Halloween Kills. Yeah, like, obviously, clearly, without question. And the maybe. <laughs> I think there's a caveat to this. Mm-hmm. If it is an actual sequel to Candyman, where Tony Todd is playing Candyman, mm-hmm. it would have to clearly be the maybe, just yeah. because I love fucking can- I love Candyman. Yeah. Um, if it is in fact because the words "spiritual successor" <laughs> create a deep swell of fear in me. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Um, I would have to put that in the kill me now spot. Yeah. Like like if, if it's a if it's a this feels like Candyman and we kind of watched Candyman one time and sort of like got drunk and wrote this. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not into that. Somebody gave um, me a loose synopsis. So be- best it. case scenario, yes, I will put the witches in the kill me now spot. Mm-hmm. For no other reason than because mm-hmm. Candyman and Halloween are iconic franchises that I that I need more of. But um yeah, no, if this is just, like, if this is some kind of weird AU fan fiction version of Candyman, then then I'll take the witches over it. All right. I'll allow it. Okay. I personally would have uh, done in exactly that order, but concrete. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have done uh, Fuck Yeah Halloween, maybe Candyman, absolutely not witches. I still can't believe they're doing that. 
I'm I'm still fine with it. It kills me. I'm going to go and I'm going to report back to you and it's probably going to be fine. I won't be able to trust you, though. Why wouldn't you be able to trust me? Because you said you like Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But I need someone I who doesn't like I also said I would like be fair if her performance was poor. But you're going to be biased. I'm going to be but bi- You've decided you hate this movie and you have not seen a single you're second of it. You're going to be biased there hasn't even been a for trailer it because for you it. like Anne Hathaway. I can't trust <clears> someone <throat> who likes her already. I need someone who hates her to go and prove that I hate that Brokeback I should Mountain. I thought it was a terrible movie and Anne Hathaway's in it. I didn't particularly care for it either. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I like Anne Hathaway. I don't. And I'm I don't really sad that she's playing the Grand High Witch. If you had told me she was playing the like Bubbles or the Bubbles character, yeah. the one that like is like the sidekick, I'd yeah. be like, all right, fine. I can deal with that. But the fact that she's playing the Grand High Witch, are you mm-hmm. kidding? Is she even old enough? Yeah. How old is she? I mean, I 39. Don't, yeah. Which I honestly like Angelica Houston was not that old when she played the part. She was probably in her early 40s, which is that much older than 39. It doesn't seem like it. But you know what it is? Anne Hathaway is not like a she's not like a booming <clears throat> presence. Angelica Houston walks in a room and all eyes are on Angelica Houston. Anne Hathaway walks in a room well, and everyone's like, here, park my car. We have very different experiences with Anne Hathaway, and we're just we're just gonna leave it at that. I'm, I can't. Oh God, I can't imagine her walking in a room and me being at all phased. See, I would probably lose it. I'd, I'm over what her I, I think she's a very good actress. No, she's my Billy Eichner. I enjoy her. <laughs> I enjoy her very much. <laughs> I don't care for her. It's fine, you don't have to. She's not my cuppa. That's okay. All right, kids. Well, that is something to look forward to in 2020. Us uh, arguing about Anne Hathaway. Us arguing. I know that's going to be our new weekly, our new weekly tradition: arguing about Anne mm-hmm. Hathaway. Um, looking forward, it looks like we some we've got some really cool stuff coming out. We'll probably be talking about at least some of them as they come out. Yeah, and that's what minisodes are for. Wonder yeah. Woman comes out this year. We'll be talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman. Uh, there was another one. We're getting that a Black I was Widow movie. Um, finally, it wasn't Black Widow. What was the after one? she died in the main storyline? Good job, Disney. <laughs> Does that happen in the comics? I on it. You're asking the wrong person. Sarah would know. Yeah, I'm not really. Much she's of a she's comic not giving me person. an indication. I mean, um, it's fine either way. But um, that said, we're very excited for 2020. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, that's about it. Anything else before we go? I don't think so. I mean, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is more of my spooky gay family. We get to do like a full yeah. year of this before we had to do another clip show. I know a <laughs> full year of my spooky gay family. We'll see. I'm. I'm horrified to see what happens this Hold summer when I'm butts. when I'm fucking exhausted and I have, I'm like I'm like I just want to sleep and you're like we have to record we're gonna start driving Jessica crazy again we're gonna record like all the like July and August episodes in April and she's gonna be like that's not what's happening I know gonna, <laughs> we're gonna give her a nervous breakdown I know poor <laughs> Jessica she's gonna she was so upset she's like we're she, finally out of it she always fine. got so she would text me even during the impeachment she would yeah. text me and be like I'm so happy for you but it really pisses me off that the my spooky gay family episodes are out of order. 
<laughs> I'm like six months old. So yeah, no. She was so mad. It's gonna be August. You're gonna be like, it was freezing. My car was so cold this morning. I know. <laughs> and you're all gonna know what's happening, which is pissy is nowhere to be found. I know. I am. I am out of the country, <laughs> acting like an idiot. Um, so that's it for us for now, kids. I hope you enjoyed this perspective for 2020. So yep. until next time, stay spoopy and remember. Ballet's here. A crazy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Ballet's. Do you have a vote for the top song of the year? No. Just a new year's resolution. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from New Year's Evil, distributed by the Canon Group 1980. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barber Duel Productions. Barber Duel Productions.